and welcome to episode 46 of the MTG Conflicts Cast. My name is Theo and I'm joined by my co-hosts John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode we'll be talking about GP Prague and SCG Baltimore and we'll be taking a look at John's first week with humans. Yeah. Uh, but first let's start with our weekly roundup where we talk about what things we piloted and what things we played against. Chris, let's start with you. So I believe it's been few weeks i think two weeks since uh we last recorded um so the first week of fnm i ran back the glittering wish control deck <laughs> and it was just about as sweet as it was the first week and performed just about as well as it did the week before as as well um How i decided just to swap out the snakes back for the spreading seas um and it didn't seemed to make a meaningful impact in any way. Uh, I didn't get paired up against uh, really any matchups where Spreading Seas was very good. Like, no Tron. Didn't really get to hit any um, Ascantas from a blue-white mirror or anything like that. So, kind of didn't get to, to see see the change really pan out. But deck is still sweet, if not great. Cool. Um, then, I've been playing a lot of Amulet Online. Since By I can no longer play By in... a lot, how many? How much is that? How much is a lot? Um, I am one match away from my finishing my sixteenth league with the deck. That is a lot. All right. And I've been that compiling all my data in this nice little uh, sheet here, so I can get those sweet, sweet stats mm, on my matchup win percentages against various decks, and as well as my ever so miserable die roll win percentage. <laughs> Yeah, which is currently sitting at an all-time high of 37%. <laughs> it's like up 5% from last time we talked about it. Yeah, it's incredible. I guess when the percentages are that low, all you have to do is like win two die rolls in a row, and all of a sudden you, you've gained 5%. Um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of online amulet. And when I was at John's place, Healer J, uh, something possessed us to build a... EDH deck for John, the way EDH was meant to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rummaged through the cards on his desk and in his drawers, and we slapped together a proper um, commander deck for his uh, new Animar. A pile. <laughs> yeah, it's a real pile. What a terrible Wait, so deck. You built, you built an Animar, Animar deck? So I picked up an Animar like two months ago in a trade, and it's just been sitting around, and so I was like, really tired of playtesting humans over and over so i was like do you have your edh deck he's like yeah and i was like you want to help me just build a deck and so we just i have all my cards sorted into piles by colors so we grabbed the red pile the blue pile the green pile the artifact pile the land pile and the multicolored pile and then we just dug through the piles and sat cards aside that looked semi-playable fantastic how many more features are you running none why because i don't there's none in the piles I don't think I own any morph creatures. I used to have Reddit Chroma, but I guess not anymore. Or she's in a box somewhere because she's bad. <laughs> Unlike the cards in your deck, which were excellent. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Some winners. Was was the worst. I, I, I like just like the randomness, too. Like I had the foil treasure cruise from on top of my deck, which is apparently banned. 
Yeah, so come to find out, the John has all these cards in his deck that are banned. In all these one, cards? Which is what we were playing, and it was also weird because I seem to be losing a lot of these games. I'm like, wow, man, is my deck just really bad? Yeah, Soul Ring is. Deck. <laughs> Soul Ring John's is not banned playing. in 1v1 EDH, apparently. Oh, they no, they unbanned it online in the Moto yeah. 1, which is weird. Like, Moto 1v1, it is, it is loud. But not in paper. No, I guess not. Dirt. Very I strange. Know. I don't know. But uh, Treasure Cruise in John's deck, but banned. Oh, another fun card in your active card that John... I never cast it. No, I didn't. No, you definitely did. Did I? (laughs) I got stuck with it in my hand one game for a really long time, and it felt really bad. That's because you were too busy mising me with your uh, stupid Harvest Fire. That's right. (laughs) And then Snap Harvest Fire. Like, literally the only burn spell in your deck that could kill, like, a 4-4 or a (laughs) 5-5. Yeah. It's good times. Uh, you want to tell everyone how you feel the about the size of my commander? Uh, how, do, how do you feel about the card Winter Orb? Oh God! What a what a miserable fucking card! We're <laughs> getting so far into out of the weeds of what you guys normally talk about. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, let's God. just say like, I, so, I played. Oh, wait, 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 wait! But 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 <laughs> the the most fun interactive John card John was playing in his deck, which is uh, banned. Uh, strip mine. <laughs> <laughs> Reflects from the low. So apparently, my deck is very good at never drawing Whoa. lands. So I keep an opening hand of like two lands or linear lands or whatever, and I'll just never draw another land for the rest of the game, which is really really good because John always draws his fucking strip mine. Way to go, John! <laughs> filthy, filthy. There were some not kind interactions that emerged from that deck, such as Winter Orb, sort of feast and famine. <laughs> That was that was a winner. <laughs> but in his tip, in typical one v one EDH fashion, uh, all the games were huge stomps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we had any close games at all ever. Not not even close. I think there was what the, like one game where I uh, I had a GT and it got counters, and that was that was the game. That was yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was. Not, all like, this oh, stuff was too big for my removal at that point because he had Jute is a pretty Shikari. magical guard. He like lead in Shikari EDH to move the Jute around, so the Jute just moved around at instant speed. Yeah, the Shikari just. <laughs> I want to play EDH with you guys. It's awful. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Chris got shit stomped. <laughs> Steven just wants to like crush us because it's a foreign that we're playing like really bad decks. Yeah, and he actually cares I mean, about his deck. I, I mean, I'm playing bad cards. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, yeah. See, everyone everyone who's played EDH is like, I want to play against you guys because they know they have like 400 like two-card fucking infinite <laughs> combos in their EDH deck. It's like, oh yeah, I'm like I have a consistent turn four goldfish EDH deck. We should definitely play because your deck's a fucking pile of shit. Like, yeah, of course you want to play us. But like, how is that fun for like anybody? No, I'll play, my, I'll play my enchantment. I'll play my enchantment deck. I played against a guy on Sharoom on the Sunday after Legacy. And his deck is full of 5-5 five, five flyers, which is impossible to kill with Rug, because Roast does not kill 5-5 five, five flyers. No, it does it, not. It and does ha- not. Harvest Pyre is the, like, the only removal spell in my deck that kills anything. <clears throat> um, Why don't you just draw it every game like you do so against me, John? The, the, the <laughs> method I devised to kill him was to play an Elder Deep Fiend to tap his creatures down and get in for damage, and then bounce it with my Jace the Mind Sculptor every turn, and re-emerge it onto a different creature... That's that's pretty tech. That's awesome. So every that turn, I, great. I played a random value creature. Be like, play a Dark Dwellers, get back a card, 
Minus Jace, bounce my Deep Fiend after attacking. Go. Beginning of combat, Deep Fiend, tap you down. Repeat three times and he died. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is the worst. This is after I put a splintered twin on a on a shardless agent, which is probably the worst play I've made in a game oh. of magic in a long time. I think that's potentially worse than casting electrolyze for the wrong mana now did you now did you did you do that with uh with thinking that cascade was gonna go off every time you copied it oh yeah i was pretty okay. hard i was right. pretty i was right. i had a semi when i cast it <laughs> <laughs> see like split twin on an eternal witness sure that's some value split twin on a shardless agent that's some bears, <laughs> that's, some bears. <laughs> that's a lot of bears living that bear life yeah the worst part was i could have just like put it on something else literally like a dark else. dwellers yeah. or i had a teferi in yeah, play anything else, and anything else. that's not very good but at least it would have made like a backup teferi i guess it would have yeah. gone away so that's I'm just bad to think too. of like what random creatures would a splinter twin be worse on i think guys of saint traff would be a worse <laughs> splinter twin target <laughs> no it'd still be it'd still be better than than Charles agent that's actually better because it lets you get in with your fake Geist, right? But then you no, don't. Oh no, they're legendary. They're legendary. That's right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really bad. Yeah. yeah. So I paid four mana to get an effect I could have done if I just not Attacked. played it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So EDH is a silly format. I got to play Chris's deck one game. That was fun. That was fun for me. <laughs> I drew all three of the control magic effects in my deck and. Oh so yeah, that, that his deck would be fun to play instead of him playing it. So, literally every time I play against John in EDH, it's some one v one, and John's always playing some bullshit where <laughs> he like because it's EDH, everything's a one of obviously, and he just always draws the exact perfect fucking answer to whatever it is that I'm doing without any filtering or anything. Perfect. Like, oh, like I'm gonna have. Like my, my I, oh I found my, like my lightning greaves so I'm like gonna you know get in there with my shroud shroud dudes and you're just like oh some random like edict effect or whatever okay uh this time I'm gonna like go wide with stuff oh a random sweeper okay this time I'm just gonna like you know try to slip under him oh my one of counter spell like get wrecked <laughs> actual factual counter spell <laughs> I felt good I like that card I wish that was modern legal. <laughs> I'd be a happy camper. Yeah, that game oh was man, like, I finally drew like my chameleon classes. He can't bolt that, which he bolts like every other thing I saw I play. He's like, oh, look at me, off the top, harvest fire. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think it was like, the the really brutal game was like, Entrancing Melody, take your two drop. And then it was, um... Uh, no, it was like... Threads of Disloyalty. Oh, it was Threads of Disloyalty into, into Melody. into Bribery. bribery. And so Chris's whole deck is Japanese, and I don't know what any of the cards do. It's that still was, that one. That's it was a really painful bribery. It's hilarious. What does this card do? I don't know. What about this one? Uh, I don't know. Does this? <laughs> what about what about this one? So I took the five four Stoneforge Mystic Cat and got the Sword of Feast and Fem out of my deck. <laughs> and then Jewis proceeds to draw his Winter Orb. <laughs> a plus, you know, as again. you do. Anyways, and, okay. Also, every time we we were about to um, engage in a mildly inter interesting interactive game, John's just like, "Oh look, 
a pestrobite and a splinter twin. What do you know? <laughs> I was I was really disappointed we were actually shaping up for like a real interactive game and I was and like then, pestermite. I was like, oh man, hope I don't draw my splinter twin. Literally the, the next draw. Huh. So good. Guess I'll just win, because I can't resist, but You could have just not. I felt kind of like I cheated myself after I killed him. <laughs> I was like, oh, this would have been a fun game. But I just had to go and win because I'm an asshole. <laughs> you could have just been like, I'm going to tuck this card. I think and I'm going to draw a new card. I think I missed the whole point of playing EDH. Like I had like a little light bulb moment right there. Like, I don't think I'm doing this right. That's hilarious. <laughs> see, see, John builds EDH deck. Also, hates having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Me, an intellectual. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, before this becomes MTG EDH cast, let's get back to being MTG amulet cast. <laughs> Speaking of amulet, what'd you play, Steven? Uh, not affinity. So, let's go alphabetically. Was it, uh, was it another deck that starts with an A? Possibly? Yeah, I played Ambulant. Uh, it was fun. I, I played a, a four rounds on Moto. I didn't really get a chance to get out of my house this week. Um, but they were good games. I lost one out of four, which is, felt good. Uh, I'm learning that uh, Affinity Online is just miserable uh recently more recently than than in the past i think in the past it's been like pretty even like paper paper and online have been pretty pretty the same as far as hate goes but lately there's just been way more hate in decks online than there has been in paper for affinity so uh just playing amulet to kind of just win those like really good get gotcha games where you just draw double amulet and tighten on turn two and hit him for 20 on turn two it's fantastic it's a good time slap him around if your nuts a little bit yeah just a little bit um <laughs> a little sack tap but yeah that was that's about it the the interesting thing that i saw over the weekend was the giant uh dinosaur the naya dinosaur sort of oh, amulet zakama <laughs> that Is was uh zakama <laughs> it was uh it was a pretty funny moment i was watching the stream i think it might have been the replay but i was watching and um in my head i'm like going through all the different lines that he could be doing and he's like i'm like keeping up with him and i'm like oh yeah so he's just gonna get a titan here we're gonna attack for a bunch like it'll be fine and then he just like <laughs> reveals this dinosaur and my face is like glowing just like hands over both sides of my face like <laughs> eyes wide open like what miss me with that weak shit uh and then he's like <laughs> untap my lands and i was like that card does that <laughs> it's got a lot of text <laughs> bet you don't know what most of it is not even a clue but it was really cool it was uh it was cool to watch i don't know if it's uh i, I know that chris and i chris mostly talked about it and i i think i agree with him that it just probably just doesn't belong in the deck there's just other things you could be doing which are just either as powerful or more powerful or more uh advantageous i like it there had to be a conversation right but because that's there has the part to, that like... tickles me <laughs> 
I mean, but, like, you have to, right? Because it's has like... Has anyone taken a stroll down the Amulet Discord recently? They Like, all they've been doing is talking about this dinosaur the past couple of days. And inevitably, someone says, Oh my god, Zakama, is this the real deal? And, like, most of them are like, No, no, no. It's probably not actually that good. And then, like, a day later, someone new will come in who obviously didn't read the previous conversations. Oh my god, is Zakama the best thing ever? They're like, like no, yes, no, 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 you no, should no. play it. <laughs> yeah, everybody just like switches. Play like, four yeah, coffees. Play it, go for it. <laughs> I mean, is the comma sweet? Yeah, yes. totally. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Oh yes, is it sweet? Box checked. Is it correct? I'm not convinced. Uh, no, it was it was really good. And like in the situation that that guy was in, I think it was good. It was like there was like a uh, an ascension in play, and. He was. He could have gotten like a Rex Age or whatever, but you know, um, doing that way, he could like kill the thing in the ice and kill the enchantment. So like situationally, that was a great card for him to have. But like overall, I don't think that situation ever comes up ever again. I mean, it was basically a plague wind of legs, right? Yeah. <laughs> the thing Big about Zakama to me is Zakama goes real big. Yeah, <laughs> real big. But the thing is, like, is is the deck's problem not being able to go over the top of other decks? No, I don't think nope. so. I think nope. the problem is you just die before you get to deploy whatever it is you need to deploy. Which a nine mana dinosaur is not helping you do. Yeah, you're like losing because you got like bad hand shitty mulligans or your opponent was faster. Yeah, basically. Like if you're if you are racing, it's not good. If like you're just gold fishing against a combo deck, it's not good because it's nine mana. Mm -hmm. If you're again racing as an aggro deck, it's not good because it's nine mana. <laughs> um, against control, it's like against mid range. It seems insane in the brain, right? But then so is primeval titan. Yeah, primeval titan already fills that role. Mm. I think it's control. Sure, if it resolves, it's it's real good, I guess. But if it resolves if, and all their paths were already used, if they just sure, great. Path it. In response to you untapping your lands, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem... Yeah, you did nothing. I mean, I guess you untap and then play Titan? Like, uh, sure? I guess, but, like, how did it resolve? Like, if you caverned it in, then, you just can't cavern it, then they have 400 mana laying around yeah. to counter your follow-up Titan. I don't know. I just... I, I've never played with the card, so I... I don't know if I can like shit on it too much. I mean, I'm definitely gonna but... pick. I'm definitely gonna pick up a copy just in case. But I don't <laughs> think that is correct. Yes, yes. Buy into the hype. Buy it. Buy it. Yes. Um. But yeah, that was that was my my past week and a half or two weeks. Uh, John, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh. Well, aside from savagely paddling Chris at EDH. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very fair. <laughs> that Come so on, Chris. Right? This is where you gloat about your PPTQ win. I mean, I guess you had to do something to feel better about getting stomped on humans literally all day. Damn. Because, <laughs> like, John, John's like, oh, let's, let's test some humans. Like, all right, man. And then we come, I, I come over, we start playing some amulet, and I think the amulet... Originally, I thought I was potentially not favored against humans. But if my data tells me anything, I'm 83% against humans... You basically only lose to Violon 3 plus Reflector Mage. Yep. So I lose to getting just, like, multiple Burned. lieutenant just murdered. Yeah, you, you lose... The, the amulet deck loses to, like, 
to humans curving out like perfectly. Yeah, the fast Jago hands are hard to beat. But then post board, it's like I have so many like random removal and sweepers and garbage. You have to like you you would think that oh amulet's like a one trick, right? You just play this meddling mage named Primeval Titan and the game ends. Like that is not what happens. Like no, hardly ever. Very frequently, you're like trying to decide if you want a meddling mage like EE Ballista. And then you realize that, like, you just get got by Teleria West. Because <laughs> it yeah. gets whatever they don't just have. It gets the other one. It gets the other <laughs> it gets, one. It gets the other one, yeah. There's too many avenues to shut off. But it's like, you can't not name Primeval Titan. No, you can't. You just die. Because if you just play, oh, turn two Melee Mage, I untap turn three Primeval Titan because you named Explosives, like, you just lose the game anyway. That is correct. Uh, so then we, <laughs> we tested, what, the Humans Jund matchup? And, oh my uh, god. I've never played Jun before, but I'm glad I got to experience that that matchup as a, a first time experience. <laughs> oh my god, what a shit show! That is not a good feeling matchup. Actually, the practice was relevant because I did end up playing against Jun at the PPTQ and I won. So, well, there hey. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, God, Liliana, the last hope feels like guess, insane guess, in the brain. We we're playing Curtis's list, Stephen. Oh really? Yeah. Did you like, like it? I, I don't know. I didn't play it. Chris did. I was like, I'm gonna put Jun together. I need a list. Who's good that plays Jun? No one except Curtis. So yeah. I guess I'll use his deck list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, actually, I like his deck list. It's nice. Uh, the only changes I made to it were like fun changes that I wouldn't actually take into a tournament. Yeah. So we played a bunch of that. I got stomped a lot. It was uh, cool beans, I guess. Uh, I did get to bamboozle the shit out of Chris when he was playing Eldrazi Stompy. When he, like, played a Smasher and I untapped and went, like, Image, Image, Reflector Mage, your Smasher crash in for 10 or 12 or whatever it was. I had some other guys laying around. Yeah, so I think <laughs> my I kept a hand of, like, Triple Temple, like, TKS Smasher Smasher, and then lost. Yeah. And it was like, I think I let on like mage on TKS, right? Yeah, because you're on the play. Yeah, yeah. So you just go like land, do nothing, or land vile, I don't know. It was land vile. I go like, you know, temple pass, and you're just like, lol, name Thought Not Seer. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess huh. I just play the second temple and do nothing, I guess. And you're just like, you know, play some idiots. I'm like, aha, that is me. Turn three reality smasher. And you're like, aha, it is me. Double reality smasher. <laughs> it's like, huh. Yeah, I think cool. I like, I think I like attacked. Guess we're dead. I think I like attacked back for like 12. And then I, I like bounced it somehow though. I thought anyways, whatever. <laughs> I think I put like second smasher and passed a block. And you're just like, reflector mage kill you. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's good times. God, that match would feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. Postboard so gets a lot better. Sorry. Oh, what we said? Yeah, I'm sure postboard's much, much, much better. But we didn't actually play postboard, so. So, uh, oh. Did you guys see any any cool decks? Um. So since I've been playing so much online, I've been playing the occasional spicy pile. Um, I think the spiciest pile I've played recently was Blue Red Living End. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Uh, I can yes. tell you how confused I was when they were playing like, against this deck. 
when they were like, uh, pitch this, pitch this deceiver, sorry, pitch this Kiki Cheeky living Wait, end. What? what? No, no, it wasn't even that. Like, I was oh, really? like the serpent or something. The he, he goes like, serpent. turn one, faithless looting, discard like land, Magus of the Moon. I'm like, uh, that's really terrifying. Huh. Good thing it's in the yard. <laughs> and he like cycles a street wraith and like, street wraith? Is this some kind of weird ass like shadow deck or something? <laughs> With, like, I don't understand. And then he plays like another looting and discards like hollow one plus something else. Like hollow one? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, this and is, this I'm bad. in danger. I think I I like played. Well, I don't remember what I played on my turn three. Maybe, like, some explorers or something to set up for turn four Titan or whatever. And he just, like, untaps, plays the third land, and plays an as foretold. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sure enough, there's a living end, and then he has a Magnus of the Moon plus, like, a bunch of four fours in play. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I can't Rexage a Magus of the Moon. <laughs> I guess we're just dead now. Excellent. Just dead. Just actually dead. You could ballista it. Um, so then game two, I actually beat him because I I got him really good with the old um, activate my snake, put this bajuka bog into play. Correct. <laughs> Excellent. He was real sad. I bet. <laughs> Set up for this game winning swing? Oh, it's it's all gone. It's, it's all gone. Like I have so much value in my card. card. Do my- the thing, like... <laughs> Might as well have, like, tapped Snake to put an Uno Reverse card into play. <laughs> <laughs> so you've activated my trap card. It's Mirror Force. Ah! <laughs> so good. Uh, wow. What about uh, you, John? Uh, I saw a really sweet deck tonight on Twitter, actually. So I went I went to Legacy. I didn't finish my, my story for what I played this week. I went to Legacy, played Blue Red Delver, got absolutely bamboozled by everybody except for Inari who I mercilessly crushed. <laughs> Sorry, Inari. Feels bad. Siege Rhino, Siege Rhino did not show up to play, but um, Monastery Swissphere did. Um, anyways, uh, I saw this really sweet blue-white deck that I wish I had seen sooner because I would have taken this instead. It's like a blue-white back-to-basics deck. It's not Stoneblade because there's no, there's, no, there's no blades. There's no Stoneforge Mystics or blades. But, um, uh, but it's playing like, you know... Blue Cantrip Cartel, Force of Will, two actual counter spell, four accumulated knowledge. Ooh. And then its thought package is a uh, three thing on the ice, two Teferi Hero of Dominominominominaria, two Jace the Mind Sculptors. And I guess you could count maybe back to basics as a as a threat. There's two of those. And he's playing two sapphire medallions to uh make his stuff cost cheaper cost less i you sent you sent the list in discord and i i saw it and i was like why are those why are those medallions there just make things cheaper i guess just build your own ancestral visions (laughs) (laughs) this deck just seems super sweet bunch of basics got a spell snare and a factor fiction is like super spicy one ofs got this uh council's judgment too i don't know this deck just looks awesome super cool like kind of grindy dirtily like mid-range deck but it can also like just like kill you with thing in the ice real quick if you have to which is nice against combo like i don't know storm probably gets thwacked real good by a titty <laughs> probably kind of <laughs> slow against them but 
I don't know. Still cool. Still nice. Like better than like miracles. Like what the hell is miracles doing against Storm as far as killing them quickly? It's not. Mentor. I guess, but it's still really slow. They have to have it and play it and have counter. Got those two sideboard terminuses in case you want to play the uh, Plan B game against like elves or something. Anyways, this deck is sweet. I wanna I wanna play this next yeah, time I can play Legacy. Like prepares your sideboards for elves. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's move on to our topic for the week. Uh, well, one of our topics for the week, GP Prague. Um, let's go over this top eight real quick. So uh, this and the SEG are all modern, um, which is what we love to talk about. Uh, in this top eight, in order, we have Hardened Scales, Affinity, Humans, Bant Spirits, Ironworks Combo, Humans, Jeskai Control, and uh, Bant Spirits, and Infect. Uh, Just to clarify, that's hardened skills affinity, not hardened skills line break affinity. <clears throat> no actual yeah. affinity decks yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, sorry. Until, yes. uh, I don't know, what is it, 20th place? Yeah. So uh, I was, <laughs> I, I kind of commented a, a little earlier um, before recording that I wasn't sure if this deck was better than than normal affinity. Uh, and you guys pointed out that it's better against like the Jeskai decks. And I think that is or better against the the blue white X decks, um, and I think that's that's very accurate. Um, yeah, this deck's a lot better against like point removal at your guys. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the big reason why this deck is good um, comparatively to say normal affinity uh, right now is because both both affinity decks get to play Ravager, which kind of mitigate the spot removal packages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like, uh, what is it called? Hanger back walker. Hope yeah. That respect as well. But I think it's really the walking ballista. You get to play a full four copies of walking ballista and pretty consistently play it with more than one counter. Yeah. So against all the other like small creature decks, you just have, you just have these four ballistas, which are insane. But yeah. Walking ballista is like insane. Like it, it, can you imagine trying to play traditional affinity against hardened skills affinity? And they just have these. Like with with the stupid what metallic mimic, you just yeah. name construct played for zero mana. You get what a two, a two two. Yep. If you have hardened skills, like what? Yeah. yeah. What zero mana two two ballistas? That's insane. That's yeah, pretty it's nutty. Pretty uh, does this deck play the the dude the the dude the this list isn't even playing it the lord dude yeah this this one isn't <clears> playing <throat> the the. Oh, mimic? I think mimic, I think more yeah. decks the the list have been going back to uh, Throne of Geth. Yeah, mm. uh, I think this was a uh, tried on early list and then they moved away from it and now they're seem to be coming on back. Proliferate um, is just counters, right? It's not the token one. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's not tokens. Okay. It's just counters, but counters so, of any type. Man, yeah. I I did some playtesting against Mike who was playing this at the PPTQ on Saturday and uh, you can uh, manipulate the counters on Aether Vial with this. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Yes. <laughs> Which is uh, kind of awkward when your Aether Vial goes from three to four. <laughs> like, oh. In a human stack, yeah, that's pretty funny. It does not go down. Only up. Uh, yeah, the elevator only goes which, up. Which, uh, speaking of, is the uh, the second place in the tournament, which um, I can only imagine that might have been uh, that might have been helpful for for <laughs> the for the hardened skills uh, player. Because like Ballista is really good against the human decks too, yeah. Which is it's it's kind of 
insane. The same reason why uh, Liliana Last Hope is really good against humans. It's not that they have a ton of X ones. I mean, they do have a fair number of X ones, but um, you just get to ping down phantasmal images. Mm-hmm. I got that's just, a cool phantasmal image. Copying a three-three, kill it with one counter. Yeah, just one ping and it's gone. So the downside of image <laughs> is starting to come out a little bit. Um, whereas I think when it was first trying to be played, there wasn't a lot of like these kind of you know small ping effects. Yeah, like, like all the, the removal was going to remove whatever it is it was targeting anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting. So the the other decks I feel like are pretty uh, par, except for the advanced spirits. I just think that's a that's kind of like a meta deck in my opinion. It does really good certain weeks. Other weeks it just doesn't do anything whatsoever um here we have two copies in the top eight so obviously it was a good choice for this weekend um but the deck that i'd like to take a look at is this infect deck uh infect has been a an archetype that has been severely uh injured by the by the banning of probe so you don't have that uh that those moments where you just say like oh let me look at your hand so i can see if i win this game or this turn or not um and it's playing a lot of uh aggressive ways to try to combat other people's removals but again i'd like to reiterate the point of um you know what is really really good against infect walking ballista yeah walking ballista is great yeah i think fatal push did more harm to this deck than probe being banned ever did you think so yeah I always thought that like Mute Push uh, is backbreaking. I just thought that Vines of Asswood and uh, and Blossoming Defense kind of helped with keep I mean, the removal side in check. They're good, but you rely a lot on with this deck on just like making Lightning Bolt being bad, mm. like a fair amount, and having another card floating around that just doesn't care about toughness is yeah. pretty pretty hard. Makes sense because like there's a lot of games where you're just like, oh, I've got like. You know, the Pendlehaven and some other fucking pump or whatever, and you're just like yeah. chipping in, and then you're not really protecting. You're just kind of like, you know, chipping away damage. And this, they only have two Pendlehavens here, but like, I don't know. There was definitely times where you had like the the double Pendlehaven. I think I think you can do the double Pendlehaven trigger, right? Or I'm uh, That's a legendary land. Is it really? Yeah. Why am I misremembering? Because there was definitely ways that you could get around Lightning Bolt. Anyways, I'm looking silly now because it's been a while since I played this deck. You know what I think is really sweet I guess about this deck is actually pretty good. Yeah. So if you look a little closer, there's a full four guys of Saint Traff on the board. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was that. I noticed that. It's pretty sweet. No so invisible stalkers. Just, just like you know, boards up on all their hateful spar removal. We just, you just get them. I'm surprised. This, I'm surprised that uh, the version of Infect that. That they chose is this one as opposed to the uh, Sultai version, which um, I don't know. It seems like it has a little bit more legs than than um, than just the standard blue blue green version. It's really slow. Yeah, I don't know. Like the blighted agent is really gross. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And the Sultai versions of the deck, like. They're just slower. Yeah, they are. They are slower. I'm just, but uh, that's. I guess that's what I mean, right? Because you take out probe, and I feel like that takes away a lot of the speed. So, 
I just I just imagine that this deck would just turn into a slower deck, taking taking time and getting like incremental damage instead of like going all in for it just for just the for the alpha strike to the other decks when you do that though you know yeah like you're not interacting very well with what they're doing so Makes they're just sense. faster yeah I think that's why the blue, the buck green and the bug infect decks just haven't been very good it's like they just died of Tron or Hollow One or yeah. Bridgevine or humans. Um, let's take a look at the other top eight, where this, it seems like a very similar top eight, but um, there's just a few a few differences. Uh, this one's for SCG. This one's for SCG Baltimore, uh, and in order from first to eighth: Blue White Spirits, Mono Green Tron, Burn, Jeskai Control, Dredge, Blue White Control, Humans, and Black Red Hollow One. Um, shout out to the colorless Eldrazi sitting in ninth place. <laughs> Looking in from the outside. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, I, I think the, the spirit stack is like a meta call. I think that it does really good sometimes. It doesn't do well other times. Um, the Dredge and the Hollow One deck are surprising here because there's so much blue-white running around. Uh, I would... I would assume with more blue-white running around, you would have less graveyard-reliant decks. Well, I guess the Hollow One decks isn't isn't very graveyard-reliant. Um, Humans is up here. Tron, we talked about last week where it's... Or in our last recording, how it's... Sometimes it just, just does good. It does great. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Jeskai Control here in fourth place, uh, showing that it is possible to win games of Magic with Jeskai Control. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Have you have you seen Benjamin Nicholas's list though? Let's take a look. <laughs> Just take take a peep at that one real quick. Two J's, two Teferi, uh, four snaps. Peak, you say? Two peaks, three settles. Settles is probably a pretty good card to have in in this meta. Definitely a good meta call, especially looking at this top eight. This guy does not fear the card meddling mage. <laughs> he does not. No, he does not care. <laughs> Three bolts, three helix, two electrolyze, three logic knot, and a gate for path. I want to say his previous of the versions of the deck were playing like more lands and like he was playing like think twice. There's no no serum visions or opt mm-hmm. in this deck. Just the two peaks. Just two peaks. Just two peaks. Uh, That's all you need. Uh, I do see he's playing Baneslayer Angel. In the sideboard, he's playing two clicks. Uh, oh, so he's playing two angels, the Baneslayer and Lyra. Really standard, yeah. Uh, Ceremonious, Celestial, Dispel, Negate, Surgical, Wear, and Tear. Got basically the same mix of things as most mm-hmm. people. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think I've seen a, a Jeskai list without like Serum Visions for a Jessica little bit. Jeskai doesn't normally play Jace either. Yeah, Jace is... In my opinion, Jace is just too slow for the format. I just I'm not a huge fan of Jace. Yeah, so, you you mentioned that you think uh, Spirits is like a meta call deck. Yeah. So then, what metas do you want to be playing Spirits? All of them. <laughs> I like. The I think. Deck. I, I think. I think you want to be playing against um, the aggressive decks, right? You want to be playing against decks that you can make your Spirits bigger and better and. Um, I think that's when the that's when the spirit stack really kind of shines, right? When you can like turn one, uh, aether bile, turn two, play like a 
uh, Mausoleum Wander or keep up Selfless Spirit or uh, Rattle Chains or play Selfless Spirit. And then you can follow it up with, you know, Lord or um, Hexproof Lord. It it seems like this can just get bigger much faster than a lot of the decks that are doing the same thing. Your ideal matchup is probably like Scapeshift. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Just like protect your guys from their small amount of interaction disrupt them and they're just dead yep like, i mean i just having the i think the drug skull captain is like i think that card's super good i mean spellcaller hitting scape shift is super gross yeah it's pretty gross spellcaller hitting anything is just gross and they're just right? dead before they get to primeval titan or like and i think the really dead yeah i think the the supreme phantom um really help the deck kind of kind of get better legs <laughs> that reminded me of the the picture Unintended. john sent me god that was so funny <laughs> you sent me a picture of some guy's playmat oh yeah they had a the artwork of supreme fandom with the huge like red supreme dude that was bottom. sweet that the was whole bottom bar yeah this is the best playmat i've seen in a while that's sweet the supreme bar at the bottom it's like the yeah. lower like four for the playmat was just a red bar with the logo and so naturally the guy was playing humans but. yeah it's like, it's like not even like not even like a completely different deck like your opponent comes and like mulligans a hand for spirits it's probably pretty good against humans it's funny so yeah so uh speaking of humans john let's uh let's talk about how your first week with uh humans went yeah so i played and, uh, so was your was your testing encouraging yeah yeah it was i mean i mean yes so i mean the matchups were not like i don't know wasn't expecting to run into a lot of jund and like surprise jund's good against humans who would have thunk uh no one plays amulet the one scrub who plays the deck isn't showing up anymore so you know <laughs> get it that too that, that gotta, you're the scrub don't gotta worry about that one anymore <laughs> uh ivan's that, off the chris deck, that's so. you <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, oh, you mean so-and-so's not going? But that seemed unfair to just rip on, you know, someone else like that. <laughs> nope, it was just you. Just you. You're the scrub. Um, so, yeah. Uh, t- so Mike was saying, like, he was getting texts from his friends saying, thank God the amulet player isn't going to be there anymore. You would not realize how much people have been talking about you not being there. with like That's hilarious. Generally speaking, relief. Notoriety. That's great. That's um, fantastic. So... I think Max said he was like talking with like some of the judges or something and they were talking about like what a good player you are and how like technically skilled you are. And this was like High towards praise. the end of a tournament. This was this was like the Sunday or whatever we were hanging out. And I was like, "Do you know what Chris was doing when you guys were having this conversation about what an amazing and skilled player he is?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "He was at my house getting fucking dumpstered at EDH." <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, I managed to get that one in one more time. <laughs> but so yeah, funny. I was like, wow, it's amazing. I was like, yes, when he actually plays a real format with a real deck, he's very good. I mean, you know, I was trying to take some time out of my day to help my dear friend John here, you know, actually try and win a PPTQ for once. Damn. <laughs> yeah, we end up playing EDH. What the hell's wrong with us? Anyways. <laughs> ah, yes, this will help us prepare for the upcoming <laughs> events. Made me feel better after getting whomped on all day. That's for sure. Um, 
so of course I, you know, showed up at the PPTQ and had a uh, inspiring round one loss to burn. Uh, it was a very close match, uh, and I think I made a small mistake in the last turn of the third game, and I have presented it here in picture form for you two in our uh, our chat for you to have a gander at, and uh, the viewer will unfortunately have to be uh, uh, enlightened by my auditory description, so allow me to explain the situation a little bit. Um, our opponent is on burnt. They are at 17 life. They have some number of lands in play. It's not very relevant. Uh, one of them is a scalding tarn. And they have a mountain in hand as their only card. No cards in the graveyard. And their battlefield is a untapped lava mancer and an untapped monastery swift spear. It is our turn. We are at four life with a Thalia's lieutenant in hand, an aether vial on two. We have untapped and ready to attack a Thalia's lieutenant with no counters, a freebooter with one counter, a meddling mage with one counter naming Riftbolt. A champion of the parish with two counters and a noble hierarch with one counter. What is the play? Uh, so I think the play is attack with freebooter and champion. Um, wait until declared blockers are are happening, and if no blockers are declared, to let the damage resolve. Um, actually, no. If no declares, if no blockers are declared, you just you just throw Thalia's Lieutenant because nothing's going to hit the graveyard. Um, but if he does declare a blocker and lets uh, essentially two cards in his graveyard because he has a Scalding Tarn, uh, and then he goes to activate Grim Lava Mancer post-combat, then you play the Thalia after he activates the Grim Lava Mancer. Your and... line loses to any non-Rift Bolt spell on his deck. So How does it lose to any non-Rift Bolt because <clears throat> you die to the spell doing damage plus Lava Mancer. Oh, that's right. So you have to force. You have to so force. So here's a block the thing. Here. You are actually dead to any non rift bolt, any non mountain non rift bolt card in his deck, regardless. Yeah. See, because you're at four. So if you just do nothing, right? You lose. He has to rip literally anything. I guess I guess second fetch land doesn't doesn't kill you if you do nothing. Fine. Any non riftbolt non creature spell. Um Yeah, you're stuck. You can shove with everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then activate Vile, and that would present 17 damage. Exactly, yeah. So, if he didn't block, you would have killed him. I don't think opponent is can risk... Can just take that risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so opponent has to block. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure that if I'm swinging in with anything, opponent is blocking with the Swift Spear. Mm-hmm. Because... So yeah, here's the thing. If you attack with anything, Swissbear is just going in front of the biggest thing, mm-hmm. which gives him a second card, which means, <clears throat> again, any spell will kill you. Because you'll have two cards from the Swissbear and the Fetch. So, so any, yeah, any non-spell, non-creature will kill you. Yeah. Except Riffle. But if you do nothing, I guess you're not dead to any 
Your dead to literally just Boros Charm. No, he's still if he no, you're still dead. No, to, he's still dead to still anything dead to but Rift Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> so attacking versus not attacking, there's no doesn't make a difference. Yeah. So we have to be attacking. <laughs> and we have to keep. Yeah. But he has to be blocking because it's it, right. It, but so he doesn't have to block. He so basically. Do you know how many uh, Thalia's lieutenants you've had, you've seen this game so far? That your opponent knows of? I assume just the one, because there's nothing in the graveyard or anything. Yeah, oh, there's, it's not relevant. Because uh, so it could yeah, be an image, right? Like, there's the, the odds of this last card in John's hand being a lieutenant are way too high. Yeah. So he has to block. Mm-hmm. And he can't even actually love answer in the middle of the block, so... Yeah, so you have to attack. That's a, that's really that's the only answer is that you have to attack because you're literally dead to any other non rift bolt spell. What happened was I shoved with everything. He blocked with Swiss Spear. I violed in Lieutenant. His Swiss Spear died. He put me to two. And he drew a So he had no cards in yard at this point, and he drew a searing blood which killed my blocker and put me to one. Oh, i'm sorry i'm 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 very sorry i've i've constructed this whole situation incorrectly i'm sorry okay i'm at i'm at six life okay all right i'm that's, at i'm oh, at that's four. different that's i'm different. very sorry uh, see i'm so <laughs> bad at this i'm such a bad storyteller <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i'm at six so i i should with everything he blocks. He, at end of turn, sacks the Tarn, eats the Tarn of the Swiss Spear, putting me to four. That's why it's more interesting. Okay. Because at this point, um, he has to find something that does four damage, like Boros Charm, to just kill me on the spot. But anything that does three damage to a single target doesn't kill me. Because he can't put me to... He just puts me to one, and then he gets blocked on the Lava Mancer by... Thalia's lieutenant, and then he dies. So he has to draw a searing effect, a, any searing effect, or a Boros Charm to win the game, I believe. So yeah, I think then just pushing with everything is probably just the right play. So your your, your downside is very is far less than your or your well, upside is way more than your downside. The thing is that gets interesting is um, you don't have to necessarily attack with everything, right? Because um, he probably wants to block either way to absorb damage mm-hmm. and put a card in the yard for his lava mancer at that point you kill him in two turns either way but you have an extra blocker back but which protects you... you from exactly a searing effect so if he blocks the biggest thing that's four damage right mm-hmm. okay so yeah, never mind so yeah then then yeah you don't have to push with everything you just have to push with enough to make it a two-turn clock the biggest thing would be the, the champion at um five so he would take 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 damage and go to 5. Oh, you know what? Then, yeah, you do push with everything because you, you make it so that he him fetching so that he can't fetch shock, right? So that make it make it so that if he draws a fetch land and it, that he needs to crack, that he can't. He can just do it end of turn and get tapped. Sure. So... Yeah, it's interesting. I think I was supposed to hold an extra attacker back and put him on a two-turn cycle because it protects exactly from a searing effect. I'm dead no matter what to activate plus Boros Charm. So I think the only way I lose at that point is to a searing effect. 
<laughs> but I did not identify that at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a tough line. So, because then I think I put him on exactly having only four outs in the deck. Mm-hmm. So. Chris is still mulling this over. So this is, here's the thing. Like, you don't know what's in his hand. I do. Opponent's hand, from the freebooter. Opponent's hand is a mountain. Okay. Because like if the if the card was unknown, it'd be different. That makes it even more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, we know his hand. It's just a mountain. So he has he has he has the landfall uh, on his turn, even if he cracks end of turn for searing blaze. So very interesting. <laughs> Weird. I think I think it's correct to hold back. Probably yeah, just the thing is, like, if you attack with. If you attack with not everything, right? Hold back one guy or something. Mm-hmm. What do you like, hold well, back? He could just not block. But I don't think that keeping the Suspear does him any good. Yeah. It's only relevant if you were bluffing the lieutenant. Yeah, maybe you don't maybe you don't put the lieutenant in there. Well, I mean, it's already past blocks at that point. So, maybe you just hold up lieutenant in your hand until his end of turn. Well, that that only pushes that lets him block like Swiss Spear on I guess Lieutenant or something. But we'd only be pushing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten damage, putting him to seven. Well he's not gonna block Lieutenant because he wants his Swiss Spear to die, right? So he can feel his long yeah. answer. So let's say he blocks the champion, he's only gonna take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven damage. So he'll still have ten life at that point. Still gets me got though. By the searing effect, because I'd still in that case only have one blocker, which is mm. the lieutenant. So, but this doesn't really help the cause. It would have to be hold back something else, which I guess in this case would be the other lieutenant. So he would only take one, two, three, four, five damage, putting him to twelve, which is not a lot of, uh, or that is a lot, I should say. So, yeah, super interesting puzzle. I think I was supposed to hold back the hierarch. Anyways, oh well. So I lost round one to burn. Uh, was, as you can see, very close. <laughs> uh, I proceeded to beat infect round two. Uh, matchup feels extremely close. Um, opponent missed out on having the nuts uh, on at least one of the games. Uh, got a little unlucky. And uh, reflector mage is a beast. If you can successfully resolve its effect. Um, I then played against the mirror to a uh, local player who has top aided with humans several times this season already, so he has a lot more experience with the deck than I. And it turns out his sideboard is much more relevant than mine as well because he's actually playing stuff like Gutshot, <laughs> and I'm not. So um, I lost in the mirror um, games. Game all three games, I guess I'd say, were pretty decisive. Um, games one and three being in his favor, and game two in mine. Uh, being on the play seems pretty significant in the mirror which i guess it probably usually is yeah so. from when i played the deck um it felt very much de- your three drops felt very dependent on who was winning yeah. mantis rider is insane in the matchup mm-hmm. so was reflector mage yeah lieutenants are good but um mantis riders are are what really close the door because freebooters are terrible in the matchup yeah they're pretty bad and so if Reapers come out, there's like nothing to stop Mantis Rider other than other Mantis Riders. And if you each have a Noble Hierarch, then neither of them can block the other profitably. So what I ended up doing was um, playing the Takeout Meddling Mages leave Freebooters in, because Freebooters actually grow a little bit with Lieutenants and stuff hanging around. 
They got big butts. They can they attack can over a stall. That was my thinking, at least. I did reading on people arguing for mages out versus freebooters out, and I decided I was in the freebooters in camp. Um, and um, not sure about that still, but uh, I think when the board comes up, it's nice to have more flyers to actually attack over. But I guess that gets invalidated as soon as a, a Mantis Rider shows up. It's also very awkward because Mantis Rider just attacks through other Mantis Riders with no bull. Yeah, like, like it's awkward. So, super awkward. <laughs> just kind of sailing in the night past one another. Um, so one yeah. time you wished uh, um, what Exalted was actually Bushido. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, lost the mirror. Uh, then put against Jund, which I actually won. Hurrah. <laughs> It's a pretty tight uh, Dire Fleet Daredevil was sweet. Thalia got him pretty good that match. Um, Thalia Heretic Athar also good, uh, keeping his lands kind of tapped. Just kind of pinched him on mana and then got him with some guys. Uh, and then I played against Jeskai Ascendancy, which feels like the freest matchup ever. <laughs> um, as long as they don't rip Jeskai Ascendancy off the top or that being if you didn't meddling mage it um it seems pretty hard to lose <laughs> um yeah, yeah that matchup like, seems super free it's basically the same as the storm matchup but worse except <laughs> i think the relevant interaction is fewer and far between yeah a little bit clunkier on cantripping it seems like um so that matchup felt really free um felt kind of bad after that one wasn't very like it fun magic honestly um and then i played against bridgevine in the last round and that was kind of sweet we played somewhat close games uh i got to play the uh super spicy uh phantasmal image phantasmal image copying nothing so it immediately dies and destroys bridge? bridges have a bridge <laughs> so uh, that one was cool thalia heretic athar is nutter butters against that deck um your zombies come in tapped your um Thopters come in tapped off hangerback walkers so they cannot block. So holding the hangerback walker as a barrel of chump blockers does not work as well. Um, your uh, greater gargadon does not get to attack. The turn it comes into play, just man, it threw so many oh, that's wrenches. That's really funny. Yeah, uh, Vengevine is real bad against it. Um. <laughs> yeah, like it comes in tapped and then it untaps the next turn to attack and it just gets eaten by the, th the first striker. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, Heretic Athar was insane. Um so I ended up four and two. Uh I s had a suspicion I went up around somewhere in like thinking like fourteenth place, they only paid down to twelfth. I ended up at thirteenth, so that was real sad times, did not get any credit, so I was a sad boy. <laughs> but uh deck felt pretty good. Um my burn loss was very close. Uh, and I can't really complain about losing the mirror to a more skilled opponent, especially when um, I was on the draw and my draws weren't particularly good. So, um, yeah, felt pretty happy with the deck. Uh, definitely powerful, definitely a little less uh, brain power intensive to play than Jeskai. My Infect match finished very quick, my Jeskai match finished very quick. So it was nice to uh, be able to decompress a little bit more and uh, relax instead of going to time or near time almost every round like you can with Jeskai. So, uh, Doesn't yeah. it feel nice playing an aggressive, fast-paced deck rather than like a slow, grindy mid-range deck for once? Oh, hi, man. I play Delver. I know what it's about. <laughs> Not often. Not often enough. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, that was uh, that was humans. Like I said, uh, I just gotta play you know the deck that's got the the better better splits, uh, and uh, eventually it should roll my way as long as I play tight. Uh, I made a few mistakes during the day, so just need to not do that. And so uh, overall, you're happy yeah. with your deck switch? Yeah, I'm happy with the switch. I'm happy with the small little tweaks I made. The their heretic Cathar main deck, the sideboard. I have a, a little a little tweak. I'm playing all the same kind of cards, but just slightly different configuration than most people. Feeling pretty good. Um, didn't run into Tron, so matchup humans is technically not favored, but my sideboard is pretty hateful towards Tron. So I think it's probably overall in my favor by a very small amount, but cool. still in my favor. Uh, maybe five percent, not a whole lot, but good place to be deck seems to have game against a lot of the field it was really nice to actually be able to deal with these uh bridge fine hollow one type decks yeah yeah reflector mage against those kinds of decks was usually pretty good thalia's got first strike and yeah it just feels pretty good being able to win on the ground against these uh poops and power into play decks you can poop a pretty equivalent amount of power it's slightly slower but you have enough life to kind of use that use your life total as a resource take a hit or two and then just have the more dominant board the rest of the game and win um they can't really uh cheese you out with the flying damage like other decks because mantis rider prevents that while also still getting in so pretty solid uh you haven't lived playing humans yet until you've uh, played against living end <laughs> and then you watch your opponent slowly realize how thalia interacts with um the cascade spells mm-hmm mm-hmm Oh, you need five mana, you say. No, you need... <laughs> yeah. Five, Three, five, 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 yeah, five mana. Three plus one, zero plus one, five. Yeah, so they sit there with their four mana, like, ha-ha, I'll pay your Thalia attacks on my Violent Outburst. I'm like, okay. Okay. Aha, live again, I'll put on the stack. How? <laughs> you and what mana? That? <laughs> <laughs> that, obviously, Meddling Mage is insane against uh, these kind of one-card decks. Yeah, definitely. Decided not to go play another PPTQ in Mantica on Sunday since it was a two-hour drive and they were only taking pre-regs in store, and they had four out of thirty-two slots already filled. Did not yeah, feel no like thanks. driving two hours and maybe not getting into the event. That sounded like bad EV when I could stay home and play Legacy yep. and go one and three. <laughs> better better than going no magic whatsoever i guess gonna gonna salt off real quick uh was playing against <laughs> uh mike's sneak and show deck before we started and ah uh, yeah stomped the ever-loving shit out of him uh, he had brought the deck Poor to mike. lend to a friend uh i played against the friend during the event i beat him game one and games two and three he started off with a turn one beseju uh i lost both games very quickly Direct son. With uh, oodles of spell-based interaction in hand both times. The third game, uh, he played Beseju, and I decided that a response that would uh, be correct would be to play a Pythian Needle and name Scalding Tarn, hoping I could at least interact with his mana and have another few turns to live. He left because he did, in fact, have a Scalding Tarn in hand, but he drew a Polluted Delta for turn. Excellent. <laughs> he promptly show and tailed a Emrakul into play. Yeah, I stared back at two Vapor Snags and scooped him up. 
Yeah, Vapor Snag, not not the best. Yeah, game two Against, he uh, show and told in a um, omniscience, and I had a pyroblast in my hand. Unfortunately, uh, before I gained priority, he put an Immergul the Aeon Storm onto the stack, so I lost. <laughs> Was really hoping he would cast a cantrip to look for the Immergul, and I could get him, but in fact, he just had it all. So <laughs> feels bad. Don't worry, John. Even if the Emrakul was blue, you still wouldn't have done being able to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Feels bad. So, uh, before we talk about our thought of the week, uh, just a heads up that Chris's article will be up soon. I know last week we said it was already up, or in the last recording we said it was already up, but um, uh, we've been busy, you know? We've been doing things. So uh, that'll be up soon. We will keep you guys posted on Facebook and Twitter when it does finally go up. Um, but let's jump into our slot of the week, where we tell you what card we are totally hyped jam in our 75. John, let's start with you. Um, I'm hyped to put Valia Heretic Athar in my deck again, because that card is sweet. <laughs> I feel like you were making fun of that card like a week or two ago. Was I? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you were. Maybe you were. I for for whatever reason, I have a memory of somebody making fun of that card. Was it in a bad deck? Probably. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Was it in like Eldrazi and Taxes? Possibly. Because that wouldn't surprise oh, me. No, no, no. It was. It was in regards to uh, talking about Bugler and uh, what they swapped in and out of the humans deck for Bugler, and you were like mm. these shitty heretic cathars but i think you meant it in true. the context of compared to the bugler yeah, well i did cut the third bugler for thalia because basically everyone was like bugler is great but maybe let's not bugle so much <laughs> maybe let's bugle slightly less just, so just a little less i was like you know what i'm definitely not going to go full bugler what's the next bex card let's get this thalia back in here because fuck drawn <laughs> but you cannot find thalia with your bugler that's true what about you Chris what's your slot of the week well uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to play this coming Friday so oh this is going to be a pretty depressing uh, yes again no more paper magic for me um I might 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 um test out this this crazy hype and put a big dinosaur in my deck somewhere I don't know or I might put a different dinosaur, a dinosaur of a different variety, considering how much um, blue-white controls been running around online. And let me tell you, the uncounterable casting kind? Carnage Tyrant against these control decks feels so good, <laughs> especially when they like pre-tap. They're like you start to play a card and they just start to tap mana, and you're like, no sir, how you much not be it mana. still goes on the stack. And like, every response, tap 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 tap, untap, mm. <laughs> undo 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 undo. <laughs> How much does Sakama cost online? I have no idea. 10 cents, I'm going to guess. How much is entry to a modern league? Eight bucks. All right. Eight tickets. Sakama cost about eight tickets online. Tickets? I don't know. I don't don't enter events with tickets. Tickets? What are those? (laughs) (laughs) So Sakama costs uh, a fraction of a ticket and uh, 120 play points, roughly. Hilarious. (laughs) Um, I can't imagine it's more expensive than Carnage Tyrant. Probably not. <laughs> that card is I think real Carnage, I think Carnage Tyrant's just like 
a few ticks, honestly. I don't think it's even that oh, much. Oh, man. When I had Carnage Tire in, like, the mono green deck, it's so wonderful. Like, blue-red can never beat a Carnage Tyrant. That is correct. <laughs> and it's it's funny because, like, oh, I packed it for this. I'm going to Summoner's Pact. And there's like, oh, well, I'm just going to counter whatever he packs for us. That way he doesn't get his creature and he has to pay for his pack. Incorrect. You know, like, LOL, Carnage Tyrant. Can't counter that. And, like, I see. Oh, it has gone up. It's at uh, 11 ticks online. 11 ticks? The cost yeah. of a real card. It was it was down to like, it was down when I bought it. I bought it at like eight, yeah, around June. Such wow, you you mean? <laughs> Anyways, uh, my slot of the week is pretty similar to Chris's. Uh, I will not get the opportunity to play some Paper Magic this week, so I'm gonna be stuck playing Affinity or um, Amulet online, unless John feels like lending me his uh, his Jeskai deck a little early. Um, because I'm I'm totally willing to, to grind out some games with Jeskai. Um, I see, unlike Chris, you hate ticks. I I like to to play magic. I'm gonna put it that way. Jeskai's actually good because it's like the fifty five, sixty percent win rate deck. Exactly. Yeah. And that gets you that, that slow grind value. Yeah, whereas like the affinity the affinity deck is just like you also get more more value for your entry fee because you play a lot longer games of magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I don't have a complete amulet deck yet because uh, gemstone mines and cavern souls are too expensive for me to buy. Whoa. Anyways, that brings us to the end of our cast. Thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflex.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, MTG Complex. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. Later.